Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. What's up, prosperity peeps? We got a really sexy topic this week. I mean, you can't get any sexier because the topic is sex. <laughs> now, you may be wondering, what does sex have to do with prosperity? And the answer is a great deal, actually. Uh, so, I want to go a little in-depth on this. I wrote a blog about this uh, back in the day uh, with some of these aspects, and I want to go even deeper because uh, I want to talk about the role of sexual energy in success, as Napoleon Hill wrote about. Uh, I want to talk about some really shocking scientific evidence that there really is not just two genders male and female, which is what you've probably been programmed to believe since you were tiny uh, and your whole education system and government infrastructure and everything is based around that um, that reality which actually isn't based in scientific fact uh, fact. Uh, and I want to just talk about the how your attitude about sex impacts your self-esteem and could hold you back. And just the importance of living as who you really are. So let's begin with the power of sexual energy. Understand that this sexual energy is so powerful. Uh, if you've ever seen when they breed horses, the the almost violent uh, passion of the horse. Uh, if you, you know, and pretty much lots of animals mating or a cat in heat, it, it kind of speaks to how powerful a physical drive that sexual energy is. And one of the things Napoleon Hill talked about in Think and Grow Rich was this uh, incidents where he saw that most men didn't really become successful until they reached their 50s. And he gave that uh, belief that it was because that's when they had learned how to kind of, their, their sexual energy was, was finally reduced to a level where they could control it. If you read my, ooh, was it the, no, I guess it was the how, why you were dumb, sick, and broke, and how to be smart, healthy, and rich. I talk about, uh, no, actually it wasn't. It was Risky as the New Safe. It was in the Risky as the New Safe book where I think successful people learn how to channel that energy. For me, that was really important. I had to learn how to channel that energy. Um, and if you look around in the news today, I mean, how many men, uh, mature men, who were the, such uh, uh, extraordinary public figures at the pinnacle of their success and their fame and their fortune and their careers have completely imploded because of allegations of sexual misconduct, uh, even rape and, and, and you know assault and all that kind of stuff. Bill O'Reilly, Charlie Rose, Les Moonves at, at the CBS, Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, Bill Cosby, 
Kevin Spacey, I mean, on and on and on and on. And you say, what, what is, how is this phenomenon coming about? How is this happening? Because there's dozens and dozens more that have been reported, and then thousands more, which are, don't make the Washington Post or <clears throat> Fox News or ABC. And I will tell you what I think it is. I think it's the advent of erectile dysfunction medications, Viagra and all the ones that have followed. So at a time when these guys who were, some of them are in their 70s and they're still, you know, uh, you know, acting out because they've got these ED medications. Now understand, I don't want, I'm not making any excuse. There is no excuse at all for assault, sexual assault or rape. Absolutely none. But I will say this. We generally are more forgiving of stupid behavior from young men, right? So if a, a guy's 20 or 28 or 27 and he's a little over aggressive uh, coming on to somebody, we probably look the other way. When he's 50 or 60, we probably think, isn't he, shouldn't he have learned this lesson by now? Um, and I'm not saying that it's okay for younger guys. I'm just saying, younger guys, we do more stupid things when we're young. Um, and as a society, we're generally more forgiving of it. And for like Sean White, the, the X Games Olympic athlete, he was had a, a complaint brought against him for sexual harassment by a, a gal who was in his band. Well, I think, and this the the... History has proven me out that as a society, we probably say, well, he was a young skateboarding rock star. He probably, you know, came on to women and we give him more latitude than we do a guy who runs CBS or Fox News or uh, what Matt Lauer, who was on the Today Show. Um, the thing is, I think younger men, they don't hold as much power, right? Whereas... If you look at Weinstein and Moonbees and all of these, O'Reilly, they were in these really powerful positions where they could hold their victims back if their victims didn't go along with them. They were in positions to destroy their career so they, or, you know, seriously handicap it. So I think they had some power about it. Um, but, you know, let's not go down the rabbit hole on that. The point is, this was this there was this natural process that our sexual appetite would abate as we got older and that allowed us to be more intelligent more thoughtful more mindful work on more po you know uh, productive pursuits and that isn't the case anymore because with nutrition and medical advances and medicine um, people have a, a, a sexual appetite in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So this is the reality we need to look at. And I would encourage you, if you haven't read The Risky is the New Safe book, go back and read that, uh, particularly the chapter on channeling your sexual energy. One of the things that uh, I did, as you, you know, by the way, if you don't know, uh, bald men have the highest testosterone. That's why they're bald. 
high testosterone, one of the symptoms of that is that you go bald. Um, so uh, I had very high testosterone, right? I was raised in the 70s, and my formative years were the Woodstock generation. So it was free love, free sex, you know, uh, and so I went into, I spent the early part of my life doing what a lot of young uh, high testosterone guys do, and girls, right? And I just dispelled all of that sexual energy, always chasing sexual pursuits. And probably by the time I was 40, I started to explore tantric sex and understand the, the power of what has, so when, and I would encourage you, if you want to really channel your sexual energy, Google tantric sex, look at the workshops, look at YouTube, find if there's any uh, workshops in your area, practitioners in your area, uh, and you can learn how to have orgasms without ejaculation. That's a big thing for guys because when you ejaculate, your ejaculation, that's your what the, the Asians would call your chi, right? Your life force, your life energy. And when you're uh, dispelling your life force all the time, it's very hard to channel your life force into prosperity, right? So that's worth some exploration for everybody listening out there that maybe, hey, what do I need to do to be a, a, a stronger conduit for channeling my sexual energy. Because I can tell you, when I studied Kung Fu, when uh, the Sifu was teaching us how to break uh, cinder blocks, you couldn't have sex for a month before. That was how he trained us, is you were gonna abstain for 30 days. Uh, and abstinence can be a really uh, powerful tool. But I think when you do a lifelong abstinence, I think you're probably missing the mark and probably preventing yourself from manifesting the kind of prosperity that you're meant to have. That's my opinion. Now, so the breaking news is you there is not two genders. I'm sure you've been taught that. The sperm reaches the egg and the result is an XX chromosome, which produces a girl, or an XY chromosome, which produces a boy. Now, that's pretty simplistic explanation, and that's actually what happens most of the time. But there are a number of other scenarios that also play out. In fact, listen to this, there are actually almost 20 known types of sex variation variations in addition to what we call today male and female. Just to give you some examples, there's a, a, a thing called Turner syndrome. Sometimes you'll heard it called Ulrich Turner syndrome. Uh, manifest as several conditions in females where all or part of the sex chromosomes are absent. And the characteristics could be small stature, low hairline, non-working ovaries, or sterility. Um, this happens to be 1 in 2,000 to 1 in 5,000 of female births. Uh, Kleinfelter syndrome. In this one, a male has one or more extra X chromosomes. So they could be XXY, they could be XXXY, etc. Um, most of the time, they're undetectable, 
there could be minor symptoms like hypogonadism or more severe such as sterility. They may have a penis and testes but also show wide hips like a female or even have small breasts. This actually happens one in 500 to one in a thousand of male births. Uh, another one, let's see if I can pronounce this, congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Also, you, if you know of it, you've probably heard of it as CAH. Uh, and female infants with CAH have ambiguous genitalia. Um, and the most common scenario is to have XX chromosomes, uterus, and ovaries, but they may also possess a phallus, uh, phallus, shortened vagina, or other masculinization. Um, and then there's ovotestes, where the person has both ovarian and testicular tissues. Um, so these conditions are usually called intersex. Um, sometimes there's no outward sign at birth. Sometimes it doesn't develop till puberty. Sometimes it doesn't develop till adulthood. And sometimes it doesn't become noticeable at all. Uh, because genital, genitalia is not the only factor in intersex conditions. They're caused by, they're created by chromosomes, hormones, and internal repro reproductive organs. Um, and for many of these people, their gender does not match the one they were assigned at birth. Here's the, here's the real numbers. One in every 150 people is intersex. So if there's 7.7 .7 billion people in the world and one in every 150, that's a very big number. And you could be intersex yourself and not even know it. You can look at people and not know that. Uh, Intersex people are simply those born with a mix of female and male characteristics. Um, one of the common misconceptions is that if somebody's intersex, they must be genderqueer or androgynous, but in actuality, intersex people, some interject, intersex people are androgynous, some identify as women, some identify as men. Um, the other issue is many times uh, genital surgery is performed on the infants. They're way too young to know anything of what's going on, uh, but they're born with ambiguous genitalia, uh, uh, a clitoris, clit, clitoris that's deemed too large or a penis that's considered too small. So doctors could surgically assign an infant as female just because they think it'll be easier to go through life with a vagina than a small or a partially developed penis. Um, in the U.S. here, 45 babies with intersex uh, conditions receive corrective surgery every day. Okay, today if you're listening when this podcast comes out, it's Wednesday, 45 babies with intersex uh, conditions are going to get corrective surgery. Thursday, tomorrow, 45 more. Friday, 45 more. Every day. So that's why you're going to see there's people who are born or told they're one physical gender, but psychologically they're another. And 
you know, that's why there's boys who like to play with dolls, girls who want to play football, heterosexual people who like to cross-dress, and then gay, lesbian, pansexual, bisexual, and transgender people. Um, so you may think it sounds nice and convenient to say that God created a man and a woman and girls should play with dolls and boys should play with trucks and marriage is only for a man and a woman. Those are religious beliefs. They don't have any basis in scientific fact or the actual reality of the world. Uh, there's a very broad spectrum of this species that we call human. Um, and it's any beliefs you have that would demonize, discriminate, or otherwise diminish any other human being are anti-humanity, and that makes them anti-prosperity. Now, you have every right to believe marriage is a sacred institution between a man and a woman. Uh, that's your religious belief. That's not based on any scientific fact. There are people who believe women should be killed for wanting to be educated, or homosexuals or any non-heterosexuals should be stoned or hung or thrown off of rooftops. Uh, if you want to live a life of prosperity, you can't think that those are spiritual values, or you cannot believe those are the wishes of a just and benevolent God or supernatural power. Any rational, critical thinker has to understand those beliefs are based on centuries-old fears, phobias, and superstitions, and they have no no place in an enlightened society. Um, the it's kind of one of these. So, so what does that mean? Why am I bringing up? We have all the twenty different possibilities of these X and Y chromosomes. Um, first is for you to be a prosperous, enlightened person and live a prosperous, enlightened life. You need to understand that non-heterosexuality is natural, just like heterosexuality is natural. So if you're listening, you're saying, I'm a hetero guy, what do you mean, you know? Yeah, you're natural if you're a heterosexual man or woman. Yes, you're completely natural. But you've got to understand there are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, non-binary, intersex people, and all of them are natural too. Next part of prosperity and enlightenment, it's important, it's vital to live your truth. This man and a woman marriage thing, this is just one of those tyranny of the majority things. Do you understand that? Because people can say, well, no, this is just because people watch CNN and it's fake news and it's the the snowflake generation and um <laughs> you know you got to understand because of the various chromosomes hormonal uh combinations nature has blessed us with there are a lot of naturally occurring attractions in addition to male and female and it's always been that way since the beginning of humankind 
from the warrior monks of Mount Hai to ancient China, it was fairly common for kings, emperors, and wealthy merchants to have male pets or concubines. It's not uncommon for fierce warriors of many tribes to have a wife and family at home they fought for, as well as a young male concubine. Uh, homosexuality, bisexuality were celebrated in the Roman Empire. And by the way, you're perfectly entitled to believe that that was immoral and the cause of their downfall. That doesn't negate the fact that that was the case, but it does call into question, are you an enlightened person with a prosperity consciousness if you are unwilling to accept other humans who are different than you? And by the way, there's overwhelming evidence of homosexuality and bisexuality in the animal kingdom documented in at least 1,500 species. So you can't say it's because the kangaroo had a gay scoutmaster, and you can't say it's because they watched some show on TV that gave them an idea or they're they saw some homosexual at the supermarket and, you know, it was contagious. Um, that's just not the reality. Um, but most people are heterosexual. So it's been a tyranny of the majority. And religious institutions have controlled the world for centuries upon centuries. And so they've created that programming. And... <clears throat> I probably get, I don't know, two, three times a month, somebody gets me on social media, DM, an email. Hey, um, you know, can I talk to you about something really personal? And it's somebody who's questioning their sexuality. And they're usually raised in a, you know, whether they come from uh, Islam or uh, Mormonism or Southern Baptist and they've been getting all this programming since they were little and they, or they're, you know, now they have a wife and kids because that's what they were supposed to do. And now they're 35 or 45 and they're realizing, I don't think I'm, I'm what people think that they think I am, <laughs> right? And I'm telling you, life is too short to live it as a lie. You've got to live your truth if you want to be prosperous and healthy and happy. So that's why I bring up that stuff. Now, uh, next thing I would tell you about this topic, and I, you can see this is really a fascinating topic. And I realize some of you, uh, uh, some of you are not even hearing my voice anymore because you already left the discussion because it threatened their religious beliefs so much that they just turned off the, uh, you know, the podcast. I get it. That's, you know, that's their choice. But for you guys who are still here, uh, some of you need to recalibrate your attitude about sex and sexuality. Um, and now I'm talking to everybody, heteros, non-heteros, everybody. Your attitude about sex. What is it? How were you raised? Do you, do you see sex as healthy and natural? Or do you think it's, it's this primal instinct that you, you have, but it's a curse and you're, you've got guilt about it? Because if you feel, and then you've got to keep all the lights out and do it in the dark and only when you can't contain yourself any longer. And there are millions of people that have 
carrying around that kind of guilt, that kind of negative association with sex. And that's, that's just tragic. So you need to, if you have that issue, I want you to do some critical thinking on it because you need to recalibrate that because that impacts your self-esteem. And when you have low self-esteem, what do you get next? You get worthiness issues. And you know, we talk about worthiness issues all the time on the podcast, right? And in my blog. So I hope you check that out. Um, understand sex is healthy, natural, and a wonderful manifestation of the prosperity in your life. And sexuality is a wonderful, very diverse thing with many different types of people. And we've got to celebrate them all. Um, because the other big thing about this from prosperity consciousness is, again, whether you're gay, straight, inner, whatever you are, you have to be accepting of all people. Right, I know gay people who are really uh, judgmental about lesbians. I know lesbians who are really judgmental about uh, non-binary people and on and on and on. That isn't going to get us to prosperity consciousness. That's lack thinking. We've got to be accepting of all people. Stop this judgment and understand there's this whole kaleidoscope of different humans. And all humans have the inalienable human rights. So you can't try to deny human rights to any human, no matter what their sexuality, gender, nationality, race, or religion is, or you have lost prosperity consciousness. And now you're operating from fear and hate and lack. And you don't want that in your life. Let's live a life of prosperity and abundance. What do you think? Check in with me on social media. Give me a shout. Let me know uh, what you thought of this. Please rate the podcast on iTunes. And please share the podcast and let people know about the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.